think of his grace and his mercy And oh yeah, how he loves me All I can do is thank him for blessing me He shows me from the hurt and the pain A touch from him and you will never be the same Yes, I gotta thank him for saving me I thank him for my blessings every day that I wake up. We were born into this sin, but he decided to save us. Wasn't grateful for my life, but now I thank him every night. Because without him, I'd be lost. Now the problem has been solved. I remember all the lies and all the times that I disguised. But now his greatness and his mercy was revealed until my eyes. I'm so alive, I rose up from the dead survive. I cannot help but give him praise. You should come along for the ride. All right, everybody, I want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I am your host, Coach Chelsea. Super excited to join again for just another opportunity uh, to talk with servant leaders to move this agenda forward as we always talk about normalizing athletic professionals' faith. And this month of March has been amazing. I have been learning so much. I have been growing so much. We've been talking about Proverbs 31 Women in Leadership, taking a look at what those attributes look like in the sports world and I cannot do that with an amazing without an amazing servant leader we have today today we have coach with us y'all I'm gonna tell y'all right now real quick before we get started y'all know me I'm putting out that shit <laughs> we went to my house last night okay we always try to talk and recap before we get on um with the next speaker and we were talking last and she almost made me drop Hendrix, y'all. I'm not going to ever do that. <laughs> I was about to take off. So just know that this amazing several leader we're going to talk to today has an amazing spirit about herself. We're going to get into her journey. But I want to thank you for your time first. I want to thank you for your time because it is that one thing in life that once it's given, it can't be given back. It's a very precious gift, so I thank you. And I'm going to pass the torch to you to say to a lot of listeners. We're going to get this conversation started. Hello, hello, everybody. Uh, exactly like Ms. Chelsea said, Coach said, I am uh, Stephanie Williams, uh, born and raised from Houston, Texas, currently living in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, uh, and just on fire for God and uh, showing young ladies through my actions, um, not so more words, uh, just Christ's love. And so uh, I want to thank you for having me on the podcast today. Uh, and I'm excited to get into it. So let's let's go. <laughs> no, for sure. And I love how you said that, right? Uh, before we even got on, we were talking about being, let's just say, action-oriented, right? Because we hear that all the time, but I think talk is what truly, uh, what we're talking about, runs people away from Christ, right? Make this seem like it's like a huge haze, uh, a huge process that people maybe don't fit the bill for. And it's like, no, no, no. It's very simple, very easy. And so you said it best. You said, I am literally trying to show my young ladies how to, by action, that's huge. I want you to tell me this real quick. I always ask our servant leaders to talk a little bit about their journey to finding Christ, because it is hard for some. It is hard for some of our listeners to understand how we got where we were. And I think when we unpack that, it kind of makes it a little bit easier than for to, as my grandma say, learn them for themselves. So talk to us a little bit about that moment <laughs> you found Christ for yourself. I got you, Coach. I got you. So um, for me, I found Christ. I grew up in the church. I grew up in uh, Prairie View, Texas. Uh, and so grew up in a Episcopalian church. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and if you know anything about the Episcopalian faith, it's very, very, um, I actually appreciate it a lot more, but it's very, very, uh, detailed. Like, you know, we say everything in unison and all that stuff. And so, 
Um, I was the I was the altar girl, and my big thing was, ooh, I can't wait till the Sunday I get to carry the big cross. That's that's <laughs> yes, my time to yes. shine. It had nothing to do with Christ. It had everything with the eyes on me carrying the big cross in the middle, baby. You could tell me nothing when it was my time. Um, and so uh, that's just literally what I you know would get excited about every Sunday. And so um, it was probably I want to say my eighth grade year going into my freshman year. Um, I got invited by one of my friends to go to one of her youth groups. And I was like, what is that? And she was like, you know, uh, we do youth groups on us on Wednesdays. Um, and I just want you to come with us. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't want to go to the house. So I go to the youth group. And I remember like it was yesterday, it was their praise and worship leaders last Wednesday there. He was going to another church somewhere or something like that. And so he shares his testimony and, I mean, I heard people's testimonies. I don't know what was so specific about his. I just was shook. I'm just sitting there and I'm just like, man. And for the first time I started realizing Jesus for who he is and just, man, this is bigger than just religion. This is, this is a whole relationship out here. And I want the way he's talking about Jesus. That's what I want. And I'm just, you know, I'm becoming a freshman in high school and I'm crying and I just, you know, I ask him to, I ask the Lord to come in my heart and I do it privately. I don't make it a big show and all that stuff. And, um, and so we're going back, they dropping me off home. And so I tell my friend, I'm like, I think I just asked Jesus to be in my heart. And they're like, man, that's a big deal. Like, what are you talking about? I didn't realize the magnitude of what I had just done. Um, and so ever since then, um, I, uh, I'm not being perfect, but ever since then, that's when I, it, the concept of it's bigger than religion and it's more of relationship has started growing in me. Um, and then just moving on through high school and college, um, with just different situations that happened in my life. Um, it became more and more, I started seeing him as my father, um, rather than this dictator. So, uh, we are here today, um. <laughs> and uh you are funny coach we wow. are here today and i'm still on this journey so <laughs> you're just trying to get me to throw stuff at you i get that y'all i told her she's trying to make me run through my house and i see she's trying to make me run that right now and that's fine because i don't mind doing that but i think that is so big right i think that is so big you know oftentimes when people are on their you know quest or their search to tell, to find christ for themselves it's it's convoluted sometimes, right? Because mm -hmm. Christ himself is us, right? It's still people. We make it this huge grandstand that is this huge gesture. And you said it best. I don't want religion. I want a relationship. And y'all, that is just, it's just that simple. That's what he wants to have with us. We add all this added favor and a la carte, extra stuff that we got to attach on there. And I think that is big what you said. You know, you had me falling out because when you mentioned your background, you know, I know how y'all get down, okay? It's deep. But I think it's <laughs> amazing that you place that there, you know, because mm -hmm. see, the difference is when I have a relationship with him, everything about me starts to change. Yeah. Right. Relationship with him, you said it best. I don't look at him as a dictator. He now is my father. And see, now I don't feel like I have to be this person follow these rules and try to oh my god be stickler i want to please him i forget how in talking to you and i try my best to give uh credit all the time to you because y'all coaches drop so many gems <laughs> we up to like 200 next month will be two years of doing this so we up to like wow. two i'll joke and y'all be dropping gems but it was like our walk with him changes when 
I don't, I don't fear. Yes, we're supposed to fear God, but I don't fear, fear you. I don't want to disappoint you. And that's when you're to change. And that's the difference between religion and relationship. See, my father, I don't want to disappoint my father because that's my daddy. I want to make good hands. Coach yeah. John Mosley, uh, that last chance you uh, on Netflix. Um, uh-huh, uh-huh. He said, before we even started this taping, he said, my thing was like, Chelsea, I just don't make, make God look bad. He said, and not just for the Netflix show in my life, that's my daddy. He said, you yeah. your parent. And, if, and let me tell you now, Coach, you see my mom, I look just like her, okay? So no matter where I go, I can be out of town. Folk will know her face so they know me. And they say, is your mama Vicky, right? So I don't ever want to embarrass her because hey, I see where you going, her coach. You about to make me throw my Come on now. Come, Come on. on. We both going to be so- throwing stuff back and forth at each other. Hey. Because <laughs> <laughs> you follow my flow. So the same thing goes true. When I have a relationship with him, I'm also made in his image and made in his likeness. And because of that one thing, not, there's so many other things because of that one thing right there, that relationship tells me that that's why I want to do his will. That relationship tells me that even though I make my mama upset sometimes or I may not do something right that she taught me or told me to do or laid the path for me and I, I went to the left, she's going to be there. Why? Because it's a relationship. Come on now. Come on now, Coach. Come don't on. you start. As they say, don't <laughs> start now. Won't be done. Okay. okay. It looks like it's about to be something up in here. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, Coach. I love oh, it. You know, we, this, this month of March, of course, has been, you know, we've been celebrating Women's History Month. And, you know, God gave this to me. I tell people all the time, this has nothing to do with me. He speaks, I listen, and I just aim to be obedient. And so often, though, right, you know, because we are women of faith, because we are Christians, it is the assumption sometimes. We don't try to do it, but we assume that everyone around us are believers or are people that are mm-hmm. faith in our walk. And that's just not the case, especially not in this professional walk, athletic professional we find ourselves in can you mm-hmm. about how you use discernment right as a coach when sometimes the decisions that you have to make others can make it just on black and white but you know that there's a, a higher power that you have to consult before making making certain decisions can you talk about how you use the discernment and your faith in christ to make decisions in your position um well first of all i make sure that i have sound counsel around me right so i make sure that uh, <clears throat> i learn that I'd say mid-20s that you have certain uh, friends, mentors for certain things. And so you just can't come out here just, you can't cast your pearls before swine and just telling everybody your business and what you got going on. And so <clears throat> I understand that this is my first year uh, on the as a head coach, not on the college level. I've been uh, in the college level for a while, but my first year as a head coach, I, I established quickly who my small circle was. Uh, and so usually my process on things are I go to prayer first um, before anything. Um, we have a tendency to want to get uh, want to get opinions from everybody. Um, and then at the end, be like, all right, God, what you think? And, uh, <laughs> and so I've had to, you know, like, like, like it's going to change everything. Like, okay, guy, what you, what you want me to do after I done told five people? He's like, well, what it matter now? Yeah, right. everybody but me. So, yeah. so I go, I pray first on, okay, how are we going to handle this? Um, and you know, what direction do you want me to go in? For me, it's, it's a peace thing. 
if I feel a little rumbling in my heart or just, you know, I know that's something to it and I need to come back to it and not necessarily make a decision. There's a reason why I don't feel a peace about this. Um, and then, like I said, I have a small council of uh, experienced believers um, of coaches that, um, I, all right, you've been in this situation. Can you kind of help guide me through this? This is what I'm looking and thinking about what I wanted to do. And, you know, they kind of tell me they're good in telling me, hey, you're spot on. Um, or they're good at telling me, you know, pray about that a little bit more. Maybe you need to think about it from this angle because uh, I get it. I don't know it all. Um, and so I just uh, I just want to I just always every time before I make a decision, I just make sure to always tell God, look, this is for your glory. So if it's not, let it fall down on concrete and not grow. But if it is, let them seeds grow and, you know, we're going to give it back to you. So did that answer your question? It did perfectly. And I think, okay. you know, it's so funny. I hear it often different type of ways, but same thing, seeking counsel, mm -hmm. right? I hear it in the way where uh, my brother, Coach Cabral Huff at Voorhees, um, he mm -hmm. said that we have to make sure who's um, on our board of directors, right? Talk to Coach Chris Burnett uh, at Montreal College. And I say to her, who occupies the seats at your table? Right. But my most recent, and I've been mentioning this for the month of March because I just saw it and it blew my mind. I saw me and coach and it said, who are the pallbearers in your life? And coach, I, mm. just, I read it and I could have just slid out the bed. Right. Because it's so funny how <laughs> simple that thought we know what they are. Right. Yeah. But it was how it was broken down. Right. Because, of course, naturally, we know what pallbearers do and they're not just random people. Right. Those are the people that's going to hold you up when you are dead weight. Hear what I said? Exactly. going to hold you up when you are dead weight. Hey, they got, that mean they got to be on left exactly. hand in hand holding you up when you have nothing else to offer. And that thing took me out. So when you put that in there, I'm like, yep, absolutely. Counsel is, and, and that wise counsel, that's just it. That in the sense of ourself to know, look, you said the best. This is my first time no being head coach. And so I I had to seek the right counsel, right? The other portion yes. is that even though I have counsel, I got to know the order. There you go. I, I think people, I think people miss that order. Like, oh, you're you've been here before, you've been a lot, but look at the character of people, you know what mm. I mean? And, and I don't want to, this isn't to downgrade anybody or anything along those means, but I always tell people, I'm like, look, I used to, uh, what used to motivate me would be uh, prove people wrong, prove people wrong. And just like you, I saw a meme that said, instead of living your life of proving people wrong, why don't you uh, live your life and proving God right? You already Come know what now. he said about you. And Come so on. with that, people who are in your circle is you know they for me if you in my circle that means we have spent time together I've mm -hmm. seen you in a hard situation and I saw how you carried yourself mm -hmm. so I know when I get in that hard situation I can trust you because I actually watched you uh, walk that out like we talked about at the beginning of this actions not words and so I think a lot of people get upset because when they're in that moment and they relying on a friend you know, oh no, that friend's good if y'all want to go and have a good time and party. That's where you put that oh, friend boy. in that category. They can give you advice on, you know, where to have a good time. This friend over here that might not like to go out and, you know, might have be a homebody, 
that might be the friend that's going to give you some sound advice because they, you know what I mean? That That's the category they in. You can't get mad at the friend that like the party all the time. Just put them in a category right there and you know what to tell them. So that's the way I live my life of putting people in category of, okay, you a friend for this situation. You a friend. I'm not going to take you out if I'm trying to have a good time because that's the aim what you like to do. You just like to watch Netflix movie and eat popcorn and, you know, and that's fine because I like to do that too. But why would I get mad at you if I'm like, man, you never want to go bowling. Why you don't I already know that about you. So put people in their categories and and adjust accordingly. So you ain't got to let them go. Just know what category they in. And it helps you as well to be like, well, that friend over there always know what the latest gossip is. Well, then they're going to know what my latest gossip is too. Then you get mad at them when they... Stepping on people's toes, coach. You stepping on folks' toes, Listen, now I'm here for it. <laughs> no, I don't mean it that way. So, uh, no, man. it, it look <laughs> so, yeah. real, real recognized, real, and that's just real talk. But I think that you said a word there, and, and I wish people, you know, could see my. I wish I could react how I really want to react, because but I just have to remember my next question, right? But I mean, that is so right on time, and I think so often we place that blame and project that blame on other people, but we're the people, we're the ones that place them there. Right, the, the, the proof is in the pudding. Exactly. We're watching it. We're watching it, and then we wonder why they're not responding a certain way. But you said it best. Or flip side, we watch something manifest itself, and we saw it. It was okay though when it was happening to somebody else. But when we saw them do that very mm-hmm. thing, how they turn it on us is an issue. And so I think that like order. But there was another portion you said to that that was right on time that I think so many of us do this. We all find, I don't care if it's once, twice, however, we've done it before, which is we ask everyone else their opinion. There you go. Except for God. Hey, yo. All right. Yeah, what's your take on this? Exactly. After three people that said the same thing, we tell God, we be like, okay, God, I think you're telling me you want me to do this. Nah, them three other people was telling you what you they th- think you mm-hmm. should do. Did you go to God first and see? Because he might tell you to do something completely crazy. You're like, oh, man, to everybody, that's crazy. And to him, it's like, no, see what see what I really have for you. Make this decision. Everybody going to laugh and then wait and see. Now they gonna, now you're going to be laughing because it was for my glory. So, you know. And see, that's the other thing. You keep popping these things in here. I can't move forward because you keep doing this. People know I love Christine Kane. All right? Y'all just going to get over mm-hmm. it. I'm going to pray with me that I meet her one day. She's going to come on here. She's going to come. She's going to come on here. I'm speaking that thing, right? But she always has the same tagline. She says, impossible is where God starts. Miracles are what God does. See, he can't start at mm-hmm. Why? Because of what we do. We start saying, hey, I, I did that. Oh, see those three people said that? Well, God did that too. That's confirmation. No, 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 no. Because how he know we act, right? He knows us because of how we act. He has to come and say, you know what? Let me say this. Let me do this. Yeah. Let me show them this. So they know that it is me and only me. Their mind doesn't even go somewhere else. And that radical thought and that radical decision that you said that he will say, that is separate from what our friend said. He does that. Why? For his glory. He does that. Why? Because the simple fact is when it happens, it's going to be like, oh God, how did that happen? Exactly. 
And that right there is how you draw in those that aren't believers or those that have strayed or those that are kind of like, eh, I don't know, right? Because when he blows his mind, I was yeah. servant leader, Rachel Barbo last week. Shout out to her. She's awesome. Another servant leader, um, another Proverbs 31 leader. But we were talking about the simple fact that when he takes you through things, coach, and I'm, I'm, I'm this is my gateway to my mm-hmm. next he takes you through things for a reason, right? Y'all know I'm going. Yeah. He takes you through things know for a reason, right? And while we going through them now, I'm yes, not going to sit here and sugarcoat this thing like it's easy. I'm not going to sugarcoat this thing like, oh my gosh, you know, I want to be in the valley. No, if we had it our way, we want to be on a mountaintop receiving God's blessings 24-7. But the simple fact is that's not the way it works. Sometimes mm-hmm. we go through some things. But see, when he takes us through those things, we now become the messenger from the mess that we came out of. We now become the testifier that the test he put us through, we can testify and say, hey, I know about this man. And let me tell you, I'm not telling you what I heard. I'm telling you what I know. Yeah. Coach, you've been through, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've been through some things, but as of recent, you and I talked on the phone and you said, coach, I want you to understand that, you know, I know I'm coming on, But last we spoke, I had this specific position. And now that we're speaking now, that position is not the same for another reason. I'm going to let you share that, Coach. And I want you to talk a little bit about that. And we'll delve into that. But I want you to talk about what happens when God gives you a change of pace. Okay. So I'm going to start so that the story kind of just makes sense. Well, I'll I'll say what happens and then delve into why, why I'm at a piece with it. So I was uh, I was a head coach at a, a community college, um, and <clears throat> we did really really well this year. And I was on an interim tag because you know under my impression we you know see how I do. Well, uh, Friday. So what are we on Tuesday? So Friday, I was told that um, they will not be uh, bringing back the the program that I'm uh, in charge of. Just you know, it's that time of the year, COVID budget cuts, you know, things along those means. Which was, <clears throat> which was a blow for me because I'm thinking, man, we had a successful year. I'm, I'm about to, you know, really take it to another level this next year. And so um, was just completely, um, completely blown out of my chair. Um, and so exactly like you said, Friday and Saturday um, this past weekend have been really, really tough. Um, just uh, figuring out what to do with my girls. Um, how to get make sure they're taken care of my families and then of course you know I have three young kids so what am I going to do um, and it's just the nature of the business but then Sunday came and I just had I just I've, I have had such a peace since Sunday and so the backstory to this is <clears throat> I was in college I was a college coach for a while I played college ball and I was a college coach for a while and I decided to give up coaching college uh, because I was, uh, I married my college sweetheart and I wanted to start a family. So cold Turkey, I've been doing college for like six, seven years, cold Turkey. I just feel a piece that it is time for me to stop. Literally just got to raise all of that stuff. You know, what are you doing? This is career suicide. I listen, y'all, I feel a piece. This is what I'm supposed to do. So I stop and I do a little ministry. I work with the boys and girls club and I help kids in the local community. And as I'm doing that, I realize, you know, I still love basketball. Basketball is still my ministry. It's just the way I need to do it. Um, instead of it being a me, 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 it needs to be more of the glory for God, God, God. 
Um, so I got back into coaching um, and I was doing high school and did a, you know, worked at a couple of schools and changed those programs around. When I got this job at the college that I'm currently at, I was not looking for a college job. Literally, <clears throat> I'm trying, I'm both planted, both feet planted where I am and I get a call. Hey, we need somebody to come change this program around. You live around here. We think you'd be the perfect fit. Everything was perfectly smooth. I said, man, this is nothing but God because all these doors are opening. I didn't even try. And uh, man, God sees what I'm doing and I get to live out my dream. Less than eight months later, so I'm living out my dream. Everybody asking me, you know, man, how'd you get this? You got out of college. You did career suicide. I'm literally giving glory to God the whole time. I can't tell you how, because it wasn't me. You know, it was all God. I can't tell you. And then literally eight months later, boom, it's that rug is taken from me. I'm, I'm rock. Um, but the scripture that has been giving me peace is in the gospels that talks about, man, I take care of the birds in the air. Um, the lilies in the field what Come more do you think I'm going what more you think I'm going to do for you and I was like you know what I wasn't even supposed to have this job this wasn't even supposed to be my job and you gave it to me you won't take care of me you done took care of me this whole time and I, I, I've made some boneheaded decisions in my years and you have you took care of me last year you taking care of me this year and anytime something major happens that means something bigger is coming and I instantly was like man, get out your feelings. I feel God just told me, get out your feelings. Don't you realize I'm using this as a testimony and you over here moping around when you got time to be saving people because, or like we talked about your actions, showing people that you're going to be taken care of and you're going to be all right. And so instantly it has just changed my outlook on everything of just being the best that I can be, the best coach I can be, making sure my kids are everywhere, still giving God glory, giving the institution that um, has closed the program, giving them, uh, thanking them. Because at the end of the day, I know this. I know this time next year, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'm going to look back and still be, God is still going to be the same God and he will still have me taken care of. My clothes are still going to be on me. My kids are still going to be eating. I'm going to be well taken care of. I'm not going to be on the street. I just don't know how he's going to do it. And the control freak in me wants to know every little detail, but the spontaneous side of me is really excited right now. Like, okay, we about to do something. I don't know what it is, God, but we about to do something. And But I know I'm going to be taken care of. So let's see what it is. So, <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> I love it, Coach. And I appreciate you sharing that. Because, of course, naturally, it's March. Okay? And, of course, in a sports world. Um, on many of them, this is the time I tell people time I love this time because this is when many of the sports worlds intersect. Sports song all the time of the day, just I love it. March Madness, football, free agency, and all that going on, you know. And so, it's naturally on the coaching side, there mm -hmm. there's going to be some changes, some yes. rises and some falls, some switch ups, some let goes, and some acceptance, right? But I love what you what you say. You should make a shirt like that, right? All right, we can't be control freaks and trust God. It don't work that way. And it's hard, right? But I love the fact that you said, but my spontaneous side though, my spontaneous side allows me to just take my hands off. And I know that of course, naturally he's going to take care of me. He's going to take care of my family because he said that. The faith though, coach, that you put in there, it goes back to that religion versus relationship. See, I don't have to worry about it because you tried them before. See, I don't have to worry about mm -hmm. the next 
because I didn't try them. And the last time I tried them, it happened. My pastor always says, when I thank, not think, when I thank back, I can thank him. See, when things happen in those trials, and I hope whoever listens now, whoever listens later, I don't care that if it's that one person, when you are enduring something, it is not an accident. It is not by happenstance. There and you go. And this, even if it was self-inflicted, I want you to understand that his word tells us that all things work together, not some, not many of them, not the one he chooses. All things work together for the good of them that love him and that are called according to his purpose. You love them? If you do, all right, we good then. No, it's trying to make that thing sound like it's easy as pie because when we sitting there in the valley, yes, it's tough. Before you find yourself in that valley though, coach, and you can feel me on this one, you become a little stronger. See, your coaches and those seasons, I remember one, one of my seasons, I swear every game for the first six games of the season, we either went in overtime or the, the point differential or the point spread was like no less than five points. Every game literally went down to that last second. And the first thing I said to my girls was, well, goodness, normally you'd be trying to prepare for the playoffs towards the end. You try to get in playoff mode towards the end so they have the momentum. But we've been blessed to see that playoff mode in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Test it when that happens. And so the same thing holds true in a valley moment to my athletic professionals who listen, let me put it that way for y'all. You are battle tested when you go into the overtimes of life, the overtime of life. And when we think, okay, God going to come now. I know he isn't. I know he is. And then boom, that answer don't come yet. Well, I just knew he would come by the end of the month. I said, I needed my bills paid. It's the first of the month. <laughs> oh, that's overtime. We're battle tested when we sit there and we grind. And we grind time at the time of what it does, coach. And you know this to be true. When that storm comes again, we stand up firm. Because why? We know this. We may have lost to that team in December, but in, in February, I know this. I know this one. I got this. See, he gives us a scouting report, coach. Go there. He gives us a scouting report. So if I follow the scouting report, why am I confused when the storm comes again? I may not know, like you there said, you go. going to handle it. But I can tell you this. He's laid it all out. And if we follow the scouting report and just do exactly what he tells us to do, I can assure you that in the end, overtime or not, we're going to get that dub. Hey, you, you, listen, like I said, you, you're going to have to buy me another phone before we get <laughs> done with this podcast because I'm going to have to throw it. I tell my girls all the time and I tell people who uh, I talk to, <clears throat> I don't believe in losses. I believe in lessons. And I tell them um, that everything we go through, and and that was and that was what I had to tell myself. I'm like, I'm over here telling, encouraging people, and I'm going through something. It's time for me to pre and do the actions. This is a perfect time for do for me to do the actions of what I talk about, um, because exactly like you said, I'm being battle tested. I firmly do believe that <clears throat> as but that the desires of our hearts, obviously, that are within reason, that are are here to glorify God. I don't believe that God, and that's what we talked about, that dictatorship. I don't believe God is here to take that away from us. Uh, I believe that um, uh, whatever the desires are and you're working towards it and doing the things you need to do, you're eventually going to get there. You learn your lessons with the uh, the speed bumps that come along the ways. Um, 
but it's how long is it going to take you to learn? You're going to keep on seeing the same situations. How long is it going to take you to learn? Now, we're going to keep on, hey, take a right, take a right, take a right. Man, we at the same spot again. You're going to eventually take this left or what? You're going to listen to God to take this left or what? And, uh, you know, and so I always tell girls, whether it's after a game, whether it's just something going on in life, man, you feel like you've lost in life. You ain't lost at all. Let's figure out this lesson. And uh, you because you're going to see it again, and it's still going to get you to where you need to be. And when you get to the destination at the end of that journey, you're going to be like, man, all of that, now I see. But like you said, sometimes it's hard while you're in that valley, Coach. <laughs> it is. I'm not even about to sit here and tell any story about that. You know, I laugh. I tell people all the time, you know, we have to, I'm here in Tallahassee, and so uh, we'll have to often play a team that's in the outskirts by an hour and a half away. And it's always this roundabout coach, always, right? It's like the, uh, you know, where there's multiple ways to exit out. Mm-hmm. And my Everybody coaches laugh. Uh-huh. And my coaches laugh because I, I, and this year I got it though, okay? This year I got it. Trying, I'm a new mom. I was trying to get back to him. But every <laughs> without fail, I don't care if, even to the point where some of the kids were like, all right, coach, about to come up to it. Now, remember, it's third left. Like, you know, <laughs> and it didn't, I always miss it. It's just like, and they'd be like, coach, are you serious? You know, <laughs> and, and, and I'm reminded, like I'm visualizing that as I'm hearing what you say, but true, that is exactly it. You know, like some say, you got me going in circles, round and round I go, you know, there's a lesson to be learned in the situations that we are in right and so don't find that it's almost like a video game you can't go to the next level if if you don't pass that previous one it's something you need right you got to unlock whatever it is you got to find that key or that piece or like you know whatever marvel the little the infinity stone whatever the case may be you got to have it or you can unlock what's next and what's necessary and if you don't get it it's going to keep showing itself, maybe in another way, maybe another person, whatever case may be, it's going to keep showing itself, right? So it took me years and years not to miss that turn. I made that turn it up, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, granted, we, I, I don't want to get misconstrued that the battles don't happen. I don't want to get misconstrued by us and the joy and the laughter, but I want what I want you to see in that laughter, what I want you to hear in that joy and talking about the valley is because that's the other side of it right? What I want you to see is much like uh, servant leader Derek McGee, he came on and he was talking about watching an instant classic with his son. And his son mm-hmm. thought the game was live. And so he's sitting there and he's just on chill. His son is, you know, going ham about his, his favorite team. And his team, as he's sitting there chilling, is losing. And his son is looking like, well, why can you be so chill? Your team's losing. He said, because I, I know we're going to win. I, I know that in the end, we're going to pull this thing out. Mm-hmm. And he said, so I need y'all to start moving as Christians and believers, because here's the thing. You may not understand how we lead up to it, but this is an instant classic. Christ and already told you at the end of this thing, we win. So that's in that laughter, because I don't maybe understand how I get there, but I know that in the midst of it, however this situation equates itself, however you calculate this thing out, divide it, carry the one. We win in the end of this thing. As yes. I put him first and accept him as my second, as long as I love his other children, however hard that sometimes may be, <laughs> loves me, okay? 
That's what he asked. And sometimes, Coach, we make that so simple, but that's all he said. All that extra stuff, we make extra and complex. He said to love me with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, everything. Me. Then he says to love my children, love your neighbor as I've loved you. Y'all, let's get that under control because if we can do that, I assure you, watch how things change. You know, talking about all of this you know got me browed up and talking all uh, and uh, talking about this you are wife you are mom right and you are a coach mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Talk a little bit about what it means to you to be a proverbs 31 woman you know i remember just hearing it myself watching my mom embody that and then time speeds up though and now we become the mom the wife you know that person these little people are now feeding off of and learning from what does it mean to you and how important it is to you to, you know, exude the attributes of a Proverbs 31 woman? Um, so what's important for me when you read scripture, you, you, you see that a Proverbs 31 woman always figures out a way to get the job done. Um, and does it, <laughs> what you laughing for, Coach? Because you just, always... <laughs> Golden <laughs> right there. She always statement. Let's go. <laughs> oh man, she just always figures out a way to get the job done. Whether you know, it talks about her clothing and things along those. I mean, she's gonna. I got you. She's got the family. She's got her husband. She, you know, we're coaching. I got our team. You know, I, I got you. We gonna. Yeah, we got an obstacle, but we're we're not gonna sit here and cry about it. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, you might not have Nike uniforms, but hey, take these little BSNs. If I gotta put a Nike swoop on there to make it feel your, your confidence. <laughs> we go, you got clothes, don't you? You just go out there and perform, okay? You got the jersey. Yes. So, <laughs> so, um, so for me, um, that's why I think you know your uh, your title is so uh, important and true of just being a servant leader because I feel that the saying is true: your character is going to keep you in places that your talent, um, you know, your talent can take you. But if you have most of that talent but you don't have no good character. That's why we see a lot of situations happening. When you're a servant leader, when you're a Proverbs 31 and you carry yourself leading with love, that doesn't, that doesn't mean uh, that you're soft. You know, I tell people all the time, hey, I'm a believer, but let's not forget Jesus was slanging them tables. <laughs> you know, yeah. Jesus was slaying them tables if he wasn't doing Just what you're supposed that to out do. There. Uh, exactly. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm going to heaven, but I'm on the south side now. We keep on. <laughs> so, but, uh, um, but just leading with love, especially with this generation, I feel like people going to go harder for you. My kids, I don't stray my kids away from what I've got going on. When I pick them up from school, if we have practice or if I have to go recruit, uh, I'm depending on what, especially if it's the beginning of the year and I'm recruiting and we can't like really talk to kids and stuff, I'm bringing my kids with me and they're going to be in the back seat and we're going to do the Encanto sing-alongs and the Toy Story sing or whatever <laughs> it is all the way up there, buy them some popcorn. They're going to sit down there. We're going to watch the game and then we're going to, and they get that time with mommy. Um, same thing for, you know, depending on what our practice schedule is, at, you know, if it's a, just a lighter practice, I make sure that my players are their bigger sisters. Um, and, and that's what I tell them in the recruiting process. When you come to this family, it's not just the basketball team. You're going to be around my kids. So the way you carry yourself 
I want to make sure, you know, that when my kids are coming and they run up to you in the gym and you their big sister, you're not putting your head down because of, you know, whatever it is you got going on because you got a bigger family. You got three little siblings over here that you got to take care of. And and, and the, the players take pride in that. They love that. And so um, <clears throat> I intertwine the two. The same for my husband. I intertwine the two of letting them see um, me be a wife. Um, I think that is important for uh, this this generation that you can do both. You can have kids, you can have the family. Because when I was a player, I didn't think I could do that. And honestly, when I was uh, fresh into coaching, I didn't think I could do that. And now I know that I can. And so it is important for me to show my young ladies that you can do this if you want to. You don't have to choose between your career and your family. You can do both, but it's, it's not going to be easy but it can happen. It will happen. But the way you, the way you carry yourself, give yourself grace, the way you talk to people, show love to people. And I promise you, people going to show that in return. Um, and people going to do, they're going to work hard for you. They're going to do the best that they can for you now. Yeah. Not everybody, but even those people every once in a while are going to come turn around and be like, you know what coach, I never did anything to me. I, I got to search deep down inside and see by myself. Um, and so I think your character being a Proverbs 31 woman, being a servant leader, you change your atmosphere. If you're that situ- if you're that woman, when you walk into a room, when you walk into a gym, the way your character is already is going to shift that whole gym because uh, they're going to know when you walk through. Oh, man, I don't know what it is about this coach, whether it's the joy, whether it's the love, but there's something different and it attracts people. Man, hold on you want to hold on you want me to, uh, that coach gonna sweep the floor hold on you you know oh you're not yelling at me right now coach you showing me what to do you're not getting frustrated oh man wait hold on something different and they want to know more um and then that's how that's the hook and that's how you bite them and, and that's how you get them to bite and then it's like now nah, come on i'm gonna show you what to do i'm not gonna come over here and just sit in the chair and yell at you and tell you no 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 come on baby girl i'm gonna show you what to do and how to carry yourself when that professor talking to you crazy, don't talk crazy back. Just yes, ma'am. And I'm going to show you how to carry yourself. Use honey, not vinegar. And eventually these kids start to buy into it. Admin starts to buy into it. And people just, people want to be around you. We got so much going on, coach. You know, with COVID, people losing jobs. Just so many people are already negative. We need more people who are just positive and just showing love. Everybody just need a break. Everybody just need a break. And so, when you think of that person, I, I think to myself, when I when I think of whoever that light is for me, I want to be that for other people. I want to be that light, just that positive person that just you need a hug, you need somebody to love, because everybody need that. And you'll get it in return. So I hope that answers your question. It does. It does. And I couldn't have <laughs> better. I mean, it and what's so amazing, and I think the part that gets me even you know, I'm, I'm often asked, like, how do you, like, what does this do for you? And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like in the world's best professional development, right? Are you kidding me? Yes. I feel like I'm literally in a front row seat of the, the world's greatest and God's frontline soldiers, right? Because everything that you said is streamlined to what he calls us to be. You know, people always hear me say it's golden, right? Because his word tells mm-hmm. us that so it's so easy to find the dirt, but we need to be the ones to find the gold, right? You always will hear me pray that he helps us to continue to be lights so that those that don't know him can find him. You said that, right? And then you reminded me of same spirits y'all have, that servant leader spirit, Coach Chris Kreider at Georgia State uh, Men's Basketball. 
both of y'all are very laid back, meek, and that's what he says. He says, nope, it's not our job to try to Bible beat people. It's not our job to, <clears throat> you know, do this and make people do and make. He said, no, 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 no. It's our job to just change the atmosphere. Be us different. Be that person that people's like, what in the world? What they on? I want that. What they doing? I need that type of joy. It seemed like, you know, it seemed like nothing's ever wrong with them. He said, and then that's when you get them. You said, that's when you hook them. He said, and then that's when you got them. That's the moment right there that you're able to witness. Able to witness who brought you there. Who has you smiling all the time? Who has you feeling like, no, it's not. I tell people all the time, it's not that I've never been through nothing. It's not that things are always right with me. It's because they were wrong. He made them right. It's because I've been through and he the one brought me out. And now that you're asking me, you've prepared this platform to what I can tell you. So sit on down, baby. Let me explain it to you, okay? <laughs> exactly. And, and yeah. I, I will gladly explain it to you, you know? But I think that's amazing. And I think ultimately you said it best. You said, my girl, my girl said, a Proverbs 31 woman finds a way to get it done. That's, I mean, uh, but seriously, to. seriously, when you're talking about being a, a soldier, a foot soldier, a frontline soldier for the kingdom. You don't want our excuses. Yes. Can you imagine when it, it, this just came in my head? Can you imagine when Jesus, he knew he didn't have to, but he knew he was up about to go on that rugged cross and die for folk who were going to be a mess, who were going to disobey him, who not going to do his will who going to stray away and come back and stray away and come back and stray away and come back again. He knew this, right? He knew it, right? And what I see is that even with him knowing that, he still did it because he said, you know what? I just got to get the job done. And so mm-hmm. when you said that, that's the visual picture that came in my head, even that line right there in the actions that you do. I know I may be tired, but this, this I got work to do. I tell people all the time, I'm God's errand runner, running errand for the Lord. What he asked me to do, that's what I'm doing. It has nothing to do with me. I'm checking them off. God, you want me to do what? Got it. You want me to do this? Check. Got it. And so when you say that a proverb study went in every role that I undertake, I'm going to find a way to get done. I'm not going to find no excuses. I know that he brought, if he brought me to it, he going to bring me through it. So let's get it. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's go ahead Here and get we go. it done. That's golden. Yeah, I, so, I had to throw my pen. I couldn't throw the phone, <laughs> so I threw my pen. <laughs> I can't with you, Ghost. Oh, goodness. Oh, so, since we started to wrap this thing up, man, I, I swear I could talk to you all day. Like, legit. You are legit on. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But as we start to wrap this thing up, there are, of course, two questions that I always have to, you know, ask to put out there to enshrine the next leader, this long line of servant leaders, we're literally building this front line. And it's amazing to me, right? When I see you and then go all the way back to 200 some odd servant leaders and I just visualize them on God's front line, like we ready, what we got, we ready, right? And so of course, these two questions, they're very simple and it just kind of puts you into this hall of fame, right? So the first one coach is everything that we talked about today, right? Those storms that come. Uh, the things that we go through. I tell people all the time, your storms and your obstacles are not going to make an appointment with you. They're not going to open up the calendar what day is good for you. It's not doing it. <laughs> They're going to come. And it's going to be inconvenient, right? And so yes. when it happens, we have to remember the times, as my pastor say, when I think. 
have to remember those times he brought us out. And sometimes it is hard in the valley as we discussed. So one of the things I do in the morning, I do my God is devotional. And I'll say God is, and I think you probably saw the other day I did it on, on Twitter. I said, let me hear what other people got to say, right? And I said, God is, and I drew a blank. And so I'm charging that to you now. You don't get a long line of roll of dicks and I know it makes it hard because when you start thinking about what God is, your mind can go a bunch of different places. But I'm gonna say God is, and if I drew an imaginary blank, how would servant leader Stephanie Williams fill that blank? God is what? Faithful. Yeah, that's, that's the, when you said that, that's the first thing that came in my head. God is faithful. And that's what I've been clinging on to um, in my journey right now. He did it before. He going to do it again. So God is faithful. You better stop. That's all I know. <laughs> stop. Okay. That, um, what's that song? Um, I don't want to misquote. Is it Dietrich Haddon? If he did it before, he'll do it. Again. Hi, Trivet. If he yeah. did it before. Same guy right now. <laughs> yes. Come Same on. Guy yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what came in my head. head. Boom, Look, boom, boom, boom. That, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Plain and simple. The same guy that yeah. delivered last time, he changed the game up. Exactly. The same the, the, the scouting report is the exact same. That's the part that's so crazy. From Genesis to Revelations, the scouting report is the same. We're the ones who changed. The, the scouting report is the same. Trust him. He got, he got it. He knows what we need to do to win, like you said. So if I know he's faithful, then and that's where I'm at right now. Trust him. It just means this this level. Okay, I hadn't stumped my toe. Okay, this time now this level has us a little bit more, uh, you know, a little bit more crucial. All right, that just means my faith level got to go a little bit more. Hey, but I took care of you. That's what he keeps telling us. So <laughs> come on now, come on now. So and that's it. You know, yeah, I laughed. I was yeah. telling somebody. Somebody was asking me to speak to their group. And I, and I was thinking about that same aspect when we talked about a scouting report and not to prolong this, we gonna move. But then I also said, we've all been there, right? You know, parents and sideliners, they don't know. They blame it on us and we're coaching. We take that. But you sit in that timeout and you draw up the play, you draw up the game plan, you tell them what to do, you put it on the board, you draw up from A to Z, you explain, you ask player one, player two, all the way through five. Do you understand what you're doing? Do you know your assignment? You know what I'm asking you to do. Do you understand how to execute? You remember we did this all week in practice. Do you remember what the scout report is? You understand what it read from A to Z. And they're like, yeah, coach. Coach, I got you. All right. Ready? Break, right? All right. Well, did you read oh. your word? Yeah. Do you know what your word said? Yes. Do you know what your devotional said? Yes. When you prayed, did you know what I told you when you sat down and said amen? Yes. All right, you ready? Let's take on this challenge. Break. And what does, does the players do? You look, the parents were like, what, what kind of, what kind of play? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Like, what kind of practices they've been doing? <laughs> come on. Exactly. Right. Because there's no way in the world that you'd come out of a 60 second full timeout and not exhibit the very thing that laid the foundation to your victory. There you go. Here we are as Christians and the book is there for years when you accepted him you've been in practice and you've received the count the foundation the scouting report he's telling you this is the play i need you to run you ready god i got this i got you and we get out there on the playing field 
And people look turn into Allen Iverson, just shooting up everything. Just we had practice. What you mean about practice? <laughs> Come on here. Oh, man. And, and I had to pause break on this. I didn't want to prolong it, but I had to pause break on <laughs> Thing holds true for my athletic professional. Because we all been there, right? Yeah. But the same way we look at those players. What did I tell you? Are you kidding me? I know he's sitting there. He's like, Chelsea, Chelsea, for real. For real. I just told you. Step. For real. Hey. I just told you. Insert your name. Look, for real. I'm throwing another pin because you over here just cutting up. <laughs> Come on now. Insert your own name. And whatever you know that you steered from, because you know what he told you. I don't know what he told you. But you know what he's telling yeah. you to do. Start that yeah. business. Accept that job. Don't accept that job. Wait, don't wait. Do, don't do. Whatever it is he told you. You know, it's not my job. Insert mm -hmm. your, are you running the play? Mm -hmm. And of course, this servant leader, coaches Bible study, or servant leader, servant leadership is at the focal point of what we do. It is to truly learn how to serve and lead like Christ. And that takes on so many different definitions, so many different looks, right? So for this front line of all these amazing servant leaders, we are building this huge definition, this more right, just when people look and they say, well, I want to know what it means to be a servant, they can look back on this. So if I were to ask you, servant leadership, two words, take on two totally different meanings to different people. What does servant leadership mean to you? You said two words? Mm -hmm. Servant leadership, what does it mean to you? Uh, my two words are show them. Come on now. It's simple. Well, I ain't got to give you no, you know, where you got to find a thesaurus, show them. <laughs> show. <laughs> and I think that's self-explanatory. Yeah, I can't do nothing with her. I'm just coming up right now. I, I can't do nothing with her. You know, Coach, truly, I do have to thank you. I mean, goodness, there's so many layers to that thank you, right? There, there's a thank you for your obedience, whereas some people would have been like, hey, Coach, I can't come on. That's happened before. Coach, I can't come on. You know, my status has kind of changed. Okay. No, mm -hmm. I'm not. No, that's fine. But I appreciate you seeing it as an opportunity, right? And being obedient to the opportunity. I want to thank you again for your time. I just simply just want to thank you for being real with it, right? I, before we came on, we kept talking about how sometimes, you know, we, that's a religion versus relationship. We the ones that make Christ seem unapproachable, that makes mm -hmm. finding him seem like this far-fetched opportunity. But I thank you for the realness, right? Because I know just sitting here talking to you, I know when I go back, edit this and upload this, and I listen as a listener, I know that I'm going to even receive even more from it because of your realness. You truly made Christ obtainable for the person that never heard him. You truly made it seem like, wait, that's it? Why anybody make that seem so hard? But more than anything, your realness of recognizing that I can be a Proverbs 31 woman. And because I know that I'm that, I can be the wife. I can be the mother. I can be the coach. I can do those things. No, it doesn't mean that it's easy. But what it does mean is I'm going to get it done because I know who wrote the playbook. Mm. Appreciate that. So I thank Amen. you so much for coming on today. 
and just dropping them gems. Anything final that you want to give an encouraging word, any last minute touch before we get out of here? I appreciate, first of all, I just want to say thank you for um, reaching out and having me do this. This is the first time I've ever done anything like this and I've had a blast. So I, am, nice. uh, I just want to thank, thank you. you so much for even considering me. I love what you have going on. You have a listener, you have a fan, you have a supporter oh, thank you. Um, moving forward. So I, I'm definitely going to be supporting everything that you do. Um, and so just thank you so much for what you're doing for the ministry, uh, because this is something that's needed, uh, especially for for us females in this game this we need a support system and encouragement so man, i just I, I i could keep on going on how grateful i am for what you're doing so thank you for being uh observant to the, what the holy spirit is telling you um i i guess the only thing i would leave people with <clears throat> i say this all the time you have the same 24 hours as the next person that doesn't mean they're better than you or anything you have the same 24 hours as the next person go prove god right on who he says you are. So <laughs> I'm done. I, I I I don't have it, y'all. Like I'm done. <laughs> Bow your head so we can cover you because Lord of mercy, if she says something else, I think my mic gonna blow up. But oh, <laughs> <laughs> by your head. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much just for what we've seen, what we've heard for another opportunity, Lord God, for another path crossing, Lord God, for another chance to be obedient. I thank you right now, Lord God, for your servant leader, Lord God. I thank you right now, Lord God, that you would just continue to show it away. You know what her next is, and I thank you that she knows and rest in that, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Prim, prop, raise her high, keep her sharp, so that when that next does arrive, Lord God, she'll be ready to just jump and walk in it, Lord God. I ask right now, Lord God, that you pray and be for every servant leader and any listener, Lord God, at their point of need. I don't know what it is and I don't need to know, but you know, so I pray for their point of need. I ask right now, Lord God, that you just heal this land. We talked already, Lord God, about how it's just here and there and everywhere, Lord God, so I ask that you heal this land, Lord God. But most of all, I ask that you help us to continue to be lights, illuminate us, Lord God, so that those that may not know you can find you. In your son Jesus' name, we will always pray. Amen. 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 Ooh. My favorite line of podcast, servant leader, Stephanie Williams. You are now a part of the servant leader family. <laughs> we welcome you. Ooh, let's go. <laughs> hey, everybody, let's go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. We welcome you in and we are so glad to have you to continue to increase these ranks and be on this front line to continue to serve and build up this kingdom. So I appreciate you. I'm glad to call you my sister. If there's anything I can ever do, all you got to do is reach out. Oh man, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm glad to be a part of the family. I'm good uh, I'm good with mac and cheese. So when we do the cookout, <laughs> that's what I'm that's what I'm be bringing, all right? <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate it. We thank you all for listening. And we're going to see you guys next time.